Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey, and right about now is when you would hear Matt say, my name is Matt. But Matt is not here today. He had something else going on. So as we were planning out today's episode, he's like, well, we can, you know, record it some other time or you can just bring on a guest to talk. I'm like, I'll just bring on a guest to talk. Why not? And honestly, frankly, uh, this is not just any guest. This is the fairy pod mother for crying out loud. The wonderful Amy Birchman, who has been on the show more than any other guest we've had. And now she has the title not only of guest, not only a fairy pod mother, but now you can officially call yourself a co-host. Ooh, I love that. I know. And I just love that I get to see you and, and, and interact with you. Uh, Amy and I, you know, she used to live out here in Chicago with us and we worked for the same company. We saw each other all the time. We pulled together and then she moved back to Michigan and, and we don't get to see each other as much. But this is a fun way for us to um, connect, right, Amy? Yes, it is. I love I love this conversation. I love the interaction and not no one else said I would love rather to talk Disney with than you mostly. So <laughs> I, think, I think we said this once before on the pod, but the very first time we met was in that little training facility in Orland Park. And and I remember Sarah, Sarah's a mutual friend of ours, and she said, oh, Amy likes Disney, too. And, and I remember thinking to myself, oh, OK, yeah, she likes Disney, whatever. You know, she's probably not <laughs> as much of a fan as I am. But anyway, so we got to talking and I realized Yep, you were a super fan, like, <laughs> probably more so than me, because I think your Disney knowledge and wisdom falls a lot on like the movie side of things and like yes, and, and, and like the animated classics. Where mine, at least at the time, and, I, and I'd like to think that I've grown into that some, not nearly as good as you, but mine was more parks related. Like I'm, I'm very much all about the parks because up until that point, you'd not even been to a park yet. Right. No, my first time at a park was with my sister and my niece and nephew. And it was actually in, it would have been 2015, right? 2015. Yeah. I was there for my, it was actually in Disney for my 35th birthday. Ah, it's so amazing when you think about that. Right. I had dinner in Cinderella's castle for my birthday uh, on my birthday that is awesome and what's interesting because then the following year it was you me nate and shaddy and we went together as an adult trip and, and it was different because you know going with your kid your, your niece and nephew is a completely different because at the time they were pretty young um yeah. it's a completely different experience than when you go with just adults right yes um The first trip with the kids, because it had been my first trip to Disney and the kids' first trip to Disney. My sister hadn't been since she was in high school. Yep. So we were kind of newbies at it, and we did all of the the wrong things with kids. All the rookie mistakes, right? (laughs) So it was a a great trip, but it was stressful. And there were times when I was like, why are we even doing this? Mm -hmm. So going with the three of you that next time, I was just like, (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I remember you saying something like, this is this is what I expected my first trip to be like, or something like that. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, you know what? That is one of the greatest joys that I have is, is being able to showcase. And I think it's one of the reasons why I love this podcast so much and being able to do this is being able to showcase my, um, I guess, my passion to others. And I love being able to 
like be there in the moment when somebody sees Cinderella Castle for the first time, or they get to experience an attraction for the first time that they've never experienced before. Um, you know, I got to do that with my mom, even though she, she had never seen, I mean, she had, she had been to Disney once as like a band mom for my brother in high school, but like, you know, she was chaperoning. So she really didn't get to experience it. She was adulting. So when <laughs> I took her in, in 2000 and, 14 it was the it was me and nate and then his mom and my mom and she got to experience the castle for the first time uh, just i still have it ingrained in my my head her going okay oh, see like it was just this like moment of pure joy and then watching my niece lily and blake be able to see the castle for the first time as we turn turn the corner and lily points disney as she's pointing to the castle right because that's what people Aww. think of when they think of disney in fact it goes back to what sharif was saying in our episode a couple weeks ago that working in the magic kingdom th that is the most the most important park of all the parks because when people say they're going to disney a lot of times it's the magic kingdom right yeah so yeah so i think it's just you know I, i'm so excited to be able to share this passion with you and of course with Matt on a, on a weekly basis and everyone who listens to this podcast, for whatever reason, our numbers have been skyrocketing this last week. I don't know what it is, but like we are averaging like 150 unique listeners a day right now, which is just insane. And I want to say thank you to those of you who are listening. We have a strong listener base right now in Ashburn, Virginia. So if you are listening from Ashburn, Virginia, Welcome to the pod. I would love to know who you are. Uh, we have plenty of socials. Uh, let's get those out of the way right now, and then I think we can get into our topic today. Amy, what do you think? Sounds good. So uh, sorcererNetwork.com. Check out all our past episodes. Um, again, we have plenty of socials. Facebook, uh, Face Beers and Ears Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BeersEars1928. Uh, both of those. Or you can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Matt and I both respond to emails there. So, um, yeah, get social with us. We'd, we'd love to get to know you if you have suggestions for the show. Awesome. Okay. So when I texted, I kind of put a call to action out there in the Facebook group yesterday. I said, all right, does anybody want to be on the show? Uh, I need someone to guest host with me because Matt's going to be out of town. And like within a matter of seconds, I want to say Amy responded, I'm always up for it. I'm like, well, of course, I got to bring the fairy pod mother on. <laughs> right. And, and what we settled on, Aim, was this idea of Disney bucket list items, things that we experiences or attractions or resorts or foods or whatever that we know are out there that we would want to do in a perfect world. I mean, we kind of did like this with Matt. We did the perfect Disney day, but this is like the bucket list things, things that we want to mark off our list. I think there's a differentiation here between, you know, a perfect Disney day. I don't know. I think sometimes that's like out of your reach. Cause I mean, that's like all like everything aligning where bucket list things are like, yeah, I'm going to do this one of these days. Right. Yes. So, so I think what we'll do is we kind of just go back and forth. I'm sure, you know, you got a list. I've got some things in my mind. Uh, I'm sure some of them are the same, <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, let's just, I don't, there's not really, I don't know if I'd call this a top 10 per se, uh, but it's kind of like a top 10 and that we're kind of going back and forth. So oh, um, I have a whole sticky note of typed up ideas on my computer screen right now. All <laughs> right. I love it. I love this. Well, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? What is one of your Disney bucket list items? Um, to go to Disneyland. Go to Disneyland. Disney, okay. Disneyland, just in general. Um, I would love to walk into Disneyland and think in my head, this is where Walt stood one day. 
just that thought and that feeling I think would be so emotional and just kind of a great experience for me. I know it's a whole different experience than Disney World and I just want to go there once. Preferably at Christmas so one of my other bucket list items could be fulfilled and that's the Haunted Mansion as Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, um, th th this has been on my bucket list for years and, and I'm going to finally get a chance to fulfill it um, uh, this June. I, I'm, you know, I, I've said on the pod a couple times that we're going to California. Um, it's weird that I'm doing it without being a cast member like you think I would have done this as a cast member but the thing about it is um it's it's an expensive trip to go to Disneyland it, it, in a lot of ways it's a it's more expensive at least I thought it was more expensive but you know I got a killer deal on a flight the hotel that Chris Wood got for me through uh, Main Street and more travel um she's got me at the Hilton Anaheim which is literally like a 10 minute walk from the parks and it's a killer deal for that like so I think if you can figure out a way to do it right and you can find the right time, it can be affordable. But I'm with you. This is this ex kind of is a bigger bucket list thing for me, which is I want to go to all the parks like that is the that is the dream bucket list is that I want to touch foot in every Disney park around the globe. And, and I'm going to make that happen at some point. That was but, one of my next points. OK, yeah. Well, I think to that point, though, like going to the idea of Disneyland, what's really been interesting to me, and you even kind of prefaced it with what you just said, which was, I know it's not the same. Every time I have said something to most people who are not like the diehard Disney fans, the response I get is, well, it's a lot smaller. It's totally different. Like, it's almost like the sense of like, you're not going to like it. And, and mm -hmm. it's like, I almost have to look at them and go, pause. I'm not only going to like it, I'm going to fall in love with it. Like, I'm the first hour, Nate's going to have to console me because I'm going to be sobbing walking down Main Street. Right. I'm going to look up at the light above the fire department and see Walt's light up there and begin bawling like a baby knowing that what that means that that light was always on when it was on walt was in the park and it's never been shut off since he died like yeah i'm getting chills talking about that right now you know me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah and people say the same thing to me too like it's they're like oh well it's just different and i'm like well that's the whole point i don't want it to be the same i don't want it to be an exact experience and walt was actually in that park and walt i i just feel like that like you could f hopefully just feel the presence of him <laughs> i um i'm actually like really excited the, the closer we get to the trip I, i've got a sense of excitement i've always had a, a sense of excitement when i'm going to go to disney let's let's be honest this excitement is different though because how do i explain it it's new it's a new adventure like I've been to Walt Disney World enough times that I can literally turn, close my eyes and know exactly what I'm doing. Where, Like when I was down there in November, I had no problem navigating, getting from one spot to a ne the next in this 40 square mile area, the size of Manhattan through the use of Disney transportation, Uber, and all the various resorts and parks and all that different stuff. I had no problem navigating because I know it down there. This park I'm nervous, but it's a sense of like adventure. It's something new. And even more so getting into Disneyland and California adventure, even the stuff that is familiar, I know it's going to be different. And for that mm -hmm. reason, I'm going to be like a kid in a candy store, sort of wide eyed going, 
experiencing it for the first time ever. Like it, 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 I'm a, it's like I'm gonna be a Disney virgin all over again. You know, like that's right. Real, you know. Yeah. So the the next thing I had was the international parks. Uh huh. I I wanted for my 40th birthday to go to Paris. Mm, COVID. <laughs> and then COVID kind of made that not happen. Yeah. Um. So now I'm planning for my 50th. I'm in. I'm in. That is totally my goal is to be in Paris for my 50th birthday. I'm in. I'm in. So, so we that's have eight years, of, of eight all, and a half years. Of all the international parks, that's the that's like the big one you want to go to first. It sounds like. I, I there was just something about it that I kind of wanted to experience. If I could manage to hit all of them in one trip, it would be awesome. Oh, I don't know about that. that but that's, it would I, also be yeah. extremely um, exhausting. I've had um, Tanja, one of my friends. Um, haven't, haven't talked to her in a bit, but she was on last year. She was on the the Hidden Mickey's episode with us, and she's been in, I believe, all of the Asian parks. She has been in Tokyo. She's been in Hong Kong. She has been in Shanghai. I don't think she's been in in, in Disneyland Paris. I could be wrong, but something she said that struck with me that I just I absolutely loved, and I, and I said it a couple times in this podcast, which is Mickey speaks all languages. Disney speaks all languages. Mickey's presence, he's hes the most iconic figure in the world, right? Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to go and just experience how the different cultures around the world celebrate Mickey Mouse. Like, I know France has got that illumination show um, at night, which I would just, I can't wait to see. I would love to see it. Um Tokyo Disneyland, I've heard, is one of the most beautiful parks that they have, you know. Uh, in fact, the castle at Disneyland Paris, I've heard, is the most beautiful castle that they have of all the castles. So, like, I'm with you. I the, To go to, to say that you touched foot in every Disney park is just, would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's something about each one that I think, like you said, each one is going to be a different experience. And having watched the Imagineers, mm-hmm. I, I just, it really am like, like, oh my gosh, I need to be there. I need to see that. Like, that's different there. That's different there. This ride is going to be so cool to go on yep. that experience. So um, I think, I think Paris is at the top of my head because I also at that time would like to like travel throughout Europe and mm-hmm. into Poland where some of my ancestors are from and kind of that. So I think that just kind of stuck at the top for me. Makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think to kind of jump in here, one of my other bucket list items, while it's not a park, I absolutely would love to be able to go to the the Disney store in Times Square. I I think there'd be something really cool about checking out. It's one of the only few Disney stores that is left. I think one of like 10, Um, but it's a flagship and it's like the only what they refer to as core store that's left, which means that it's like it wasn't an outlet, like it, it sells its own stuff. Um, I would love to be able to go to the Disney store at Times Square. I think that that could be an amazing experience to kind of, to just, you know, see how New York celebrates Disney again, you know? So let's plan a Broadway trip and see a show Ooh, as yes. well. <laughs> Cause I have seen the Lion King, but that's another thing. Like, I don't know if any of them still have any runs going, but I would love to see Aladdin. On I stage. think Aladdin, I think Aladdin is still going. I'm fairly certain Lion King's still going. I believe Frozen finally ended. I don't think that one's on. I think Beauty and the Beast might even still be out there at some point. But yeah. yeah. I know Lion King was just here. Yeah. 
in Michigan. But I mean, I I definitely have seen that one, and it's amazing. But I want to see. I I would love to experience the rest of the Broadway type shows. I'm 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 on board. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> okay. it. All right. What else you got on your list? Um. So I'm gonna go back to Disney World because so much has changed mm-hmm. since the last time I was there, and actually. My memories keep coming up from the last time we were there. I know. It was like five years ago or four years ago. I know. Five years ago. Yeah. And that was my last trip. Jeez. That was the one where we were with your sister, right? That was the. Yes. um, We stayed at the cabins at Fort Wilderness, which to this day, I still say is one of the best resorts on property. Oh my gosh. That was the best place to stay. it It was. It was so cool to just have that experience, and then the transportation from there, the boat. Yes, I don't, I don't do boats well, but that was amazing. <laughs> well, the boat transportation isn't even like real transportation. It's like a, its own little ride. That's what I'm talking about. Is that you can get around Disney World if you just know the ins and outs. You know, um, I remember the when we were there, and and that one night it was a little bit cooler because that was a cooler trip. It was a little bit chillier, but the one night we decided we had the hot tub all to ourselves. Remember it was the five of us, yeah. four of us. And we were in that hot tub. I don't know. I think your sister might've been back in the room or something, but we were in the hot tub and we were just chilling. It was, it was kind of cool enough that you could see the steam. It was really neat, but yeah. Anyway. All right. So Disney world. So there's a couple of different categories I have going right now. All right. All right. Um, so experiences. One of the first things that came to my mind when you said bucket list was doing keys to the kingdom. Yeah. I want to see it. Um, it's definitely something I think would be worth the cost, worth it. I mean, just the experience itself of the backstage and all of that kind of thing. I was actually reading about it again this morning. I it's was like, relative, I want to go. It's relatively affordable, too. It's like, what, like $100 or $150 a person? Like, Yeah, you still have to buy your and park your ticket entry separate. Ticket, yeah. But, it, yeah, I don't think it's... It's for someone who's been to Disney World a ton of times and you want something a little different. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a good investment. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. All right. Um, I've never been for Halloween or Christmas. You, I guess you haven't. I I had never been for Christmas until this year or last year. Halloween though, I always well wait, didn't you go with us? And no, you didn't. No, I've never been in Halloween or Christmas. I I, I have just always managed to luck out because a lot of our trips have always been at the tail end of August. And they usually put the the Halloween decorations up like that last week of August. So somehow like two or three of my trips have always, I've always managed to be there during regular operation. And then the last couple of days they flip over to, to Halloween and all the Halloween decorations up. Now mind <laughs> you, it's 102 degrees out and it's August and it doesn't feel like Halloween, but it looks like Halloween and the pictures look great. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I will tell you being, having been at both, I think being there at Halloween is cooler than being there at Christmas. I, I never thought I would say that, but I really do think that. That is actually a shocker coming from you. It is, because you know how much I love Christmas. Yeah. Wrong, I had a blast. I mean, you saw some of the stuff I posted. I even FaceTimed you a couple of times because I think yeah. you were down and out for the count. And I and I FaceTimed you. And Christmas was awesome. And that experience of watching the snowfall in the middle of Disney Springs was like the most magical thing I had ever been part of. But maybe it was just the experience of the fact that it was Disney on top of Christmas on top of 50th anniversary all at the same time. And I was there in the middle of COVID. So things were weird anyway. The times that I've been there for Halloween feel less forced and manufactured than 
Christmas at Disney. Mm-hmm. Th- if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one of the things for Christmas, though, is I want to see the gingerbread house. Which is so cool. It that, is. Like, I have friends. So I have a friend that lives in Florida, and uh-huh. her and her family go very consistently, and she's always sending me pictures and trying to get me to come down and visit them and, like, go. But she sent me the gingerbread house a couple different times, and I just I just want to see it in person and get that whole sensation going. <laughs> yeah, it's – um. So I got off the monorail. So that, that was one of my days where it's funny because when I went in November, part of this is, okay, you got comp tickets. So like, you don't feel like you got it. Like, this is why I want to get an annual pass because like, you don't feel like you got to friggin' spend every hour, every day in the park. So I had these comp tickets. Right. And I was like, all right, but by, by, by about five or six every day, I was out of the parks. Well, the one day I was in magic kingdom, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go use the rest of my time to go do some resort hopping. I want to go check out the grand flow. I want to go check out. So I hopped on the monorail and took it over to the grand Floridian and I, I, you know, you're up on the second level when you get off the grand Floridian and I'm looking mm-hmm. down the tree is beautiful. And I look down and sure enough, there's the gingerbread house and you can smell it. I mean, you can, yes. just, you can smell it wafting. Of course, they've got a whole store set up around it. You can buy the, the different things. You can buy kits. You can buy the, the individual uh, shingles of it. Um, but it is, it is something to behold I, how awesome it is. It really is. And I mean, just to kind of piggyback off that, I'd love to stay at the Grand Floridian. That's my bucket list right there. My ultimate like, Disney World bucket list. I, even if it's just one night, I yeah. just want to stay there. I, <laughs> I want to experience 100%. that whole, I mean, it's an experience in itself. Can, can I call it for what it is? It's the Jesse Katsopoulos experience from Full House. <laughs> yes. It is the full, that is where my love of that resort comes from. Because that family, when I was a kid and dreaming of Disney, before I even knew I was dreaming of Disney, because they stayed at the Grand Floridian, I want that experience too. Like the, I want Jesse Katsopoulos to play the piano in the middle of the atrium and sing, you know, uh, sing to Becky. And, 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 and I just, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Grand Floridian is my, my bucket list hotel, my bucket list resort. When I have enough money, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I have, I have a few of them. Yeah. They're all in Disney world. Yeah. And What's another one, animal kingdom. Lodge. I don't have as much of a affinity for that one. Why, why do you want to say there? I've always loved nature and kind of when I was a kid, I wanted to be a zoologist. Ah. Um, so just like the whole being able to see, wake up, I would love like, what's it? The Savannah view rooms. Yeah. The ones where you're able to see out. Yeah. Like when you wake up and you literally have the giraffes outside your room. That would be cool. I'm not going to. That, that's just something that I've always thought would be an amazing experience. Have you been to Animal Kingdom even just to visit it or to the Animal Kingdom Lodge? Not to the Lodge. I mean, I've gone to Animal Kingdom itself. It is pretty cool. It is a really awesome resort. Again, I don't have necessarily the interest in staying there myself, but it is a pretty cool resort. I was there. I tried Boma uh, on my alone trip back in 2017. I tried Boma um, because I was able to get like a 40% off discount as a cast member. And it's like an all you can eat buffet. Pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good food. Um, and the the atrium is gorgeous. The uh, the the way the huge windows are, and it, it was a it was a beautiful it is a beautiful resort. I'll give you that. Um, what what other ones do you have on your list? Polynesian. 
Yeah, Polly would be awesome. <laughs> um, I've, I mean, of all the Disney groups I'm a part of on Facebook and people who I've known have stayed there, everybody says it's an amazing experience. Um, apparently, they have a great one of their their pool is one of their best features, according to other people's opinions. Yeah, it's like more like a natural pool, from what I'm hearing. It feels like it's not a forced pool. Yeah, and then um, to with the Polynesian. I would love to do the um, Spirit of Aloha dinner, the mm-hmm. um, the hula. You also get the uh, Trader Sam's is there, too. I would love to get a drink. I guess I don't have to stay at the Polynesian to, to get the, but the, the Trader Sam's to get a drink would be awesome. Of course, we've been to Ohana there, which is just Yeah, phenomenal. I've done Ohana, and I love Ohana, but I really I would like to see. To <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see, you know, the whole um cultural immersion type dinner that they have for that spirit of aloha love it any others on your list well the last one is not going to be a surprise to you it's going to be the star wars galactic star cruise ah (laughs) yes okay before we go there before we go there because that i think is a different conversation so let's talk there in one second the only other one i have on my list in terms of like resorts i would want to stay at are going to be that whole Epcot boardwalk area boardwalk. Um, what's their sister resort called? Uh, uh, oh goodness. But th- that whole area over there by Epcot boardwalk. Yeah. Um, I'm, the other one's uh, 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 beach, beach club, beach, what beach club and boardwalk. I would love to stay over there too. There's just something about that resort area over there that like, you don't even have to go to a park. You can just go chill over there, and that whole area has got entertainment. Jelly Rolls is over there, and uh, Beaches and Cream, which I think is being replaced at this point. But, like, that whole area would be an amazing, um, amazing vacation, even if you didn't go to the parks, you know? I don't think I've ever been in that area. Really? Oh, my goodness. Well, the thing is, is now it's so much easier to get to because the Skyliners are, like, everything's there, and people are walking to and from it. But, like, if you're at Epcot or you're at Hollywood Studios, you can take the Friendship Boats over there. Uh, it That's why I, I've always said that if you stay at, like, um, Fort Wilderness or any, any resort that's on any kind of Disney transportation other than a bus, you can get to three of the four parks no matter what. So, like, if you stay at Pop or you stay at um, – uh, uh, Art of Animation. You can take the Skyliner over to uh, Hollywood Studios or over to the backside of Epcot. From there, you can hop on a Friendship Boat, and a Friendship Boat can take you to all those other resorts, or it can take you to, again, uh, Epcot or Hollywood Studios. If you go to Epcot, you can then hop on a monorail to go to the Magic Kingdom. So, like, you literally have connection taking Disney transportation without it feeling like you're on Disney transportation because they're like rides. Yeah. You know, the only one that's out of the out of the the, the beaten path is Animal Kingdom, in which case you got to take a bus. But anyway, I digress. Galactic <laughs> Star Cruiser. Uh, obviously, this is a bucket list for you. Um being the huge Star Wars fan. Now, have you read up on all the experiences or are you trying to uh, veil yourself in case you ever get a chance to actually go? I have tried to keep myself away from others' opinions on it. Okay. Um, I have read a couple things in there, people who obviously enjoyed it and people who say it's not worth it. Um, For me, I don't care. I think it would be worth it. I mean, for my personal enjoyment because it is just something – that speaks to my soul because I love that whole immersive kind of experience for that particular 
um, for Star Wars. I mean, well, just... there, and there's a reason why I, I wanted to have this conversation separate from the resort conversation is because right now my biggest pet peeve with people is people who refer to it as the Star Wars hotel. It is not a hotel. Stop thinking of it as a hotel. It is not a hotel. It's an experience. It is a cruise. It's a cruise. If you think of it like you're going on a two-night cruise, it's a cruise. Just like a cruise is an experience, this is is a live-action role-play experience that you happen to sleep at for two nights. You're not going to go and sleep in a in a hotel room and then like go do things like you would if you were staying at the Grand Floridian. It's not that. And and I agree with you. There's people who have gone and have said, oh, it's not worth the money. And then there's other people who have said, oh, it's totally worth the money. The ones who say it's not worth the money, I don't think they've actually gone. I think that they're, I think in a lot of cases, they're reading the reviews or they, they saw the original marketing, which Disney completely flubbed, by the way, that 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 reel they had in the I want to say it was for the Super Bowl or whatever it was, the quick teaser they had was horrible. It looked like a basic hotel. It didn't look anything like what these new images are that we're seeing come out of this. And I think part of that was Disney wasn't sure whether or not they wanted people to spoil what it was. Well, I think what they're realizing is all the viral videos that have come out all of the marketing the free marketing that people have had who've experienced it is helping them sell the darn thing it's helping them sell the darn thing yeah it's a hefty price tag but but is it because i think at the end of the day if four of us you me nate someone else uh the four people who are truly diehard I don't even know if Nate would be into it because I, I think I think it'd be a waste of money for Nate because he's not he doesn't get into that make believe you know like like role playing. You yeah. and I could, you know, you me, Shaddy, find someone else who's really deep into Star Wars. Okay, we dump fifteen hundred dollars for two days. You know what? That's seven hundred fifty dollars a day, right? All your foods included. You get a trip to to, to Batu, and you get to immerse yourself. And basically, what is a live action video game for two days? Yeah. Like, to me, that's a form of entertainment. People do that with other types of entertainment. If you're not going to go and partake, partake and suspend your disbelief, then no, it's not worth it for you. But it's not a hotel. Stop calling no. it a friggin' hotel, people. It's not a hotel. It is not. It was not made to be a hotel because you're not going to stay there and go to the park. You're staying there and you're immersed in that world. And that's the whole point of it. Yes. It's like, it's like a cosplay. Well, that's type. exactly what it is. It's a <laughs> yeah, cosplay like, live action role play LARPing yeah. experience. Amy, I've seen you dress up for May the 4th. you got <laughs> enough costumes right now. Hell, I could borrow a costume or two from you and you'd still have enough because, because that's, you're in that, that's you. Like, I guess the thing that frustrates me is this. The people who are the naysayers about this, they, for whatever reason, want to kill people's joy. Like, let people have their joy. If somebody can afford this, let them do it. If the market value is not where where it is and, and Disney starts to see declining sales, which may or may not happen, the price will go down and more people will be able to join. But right now, the market value is there. It's booked. It's booked solid. Did you see that the most expensive suite 
on the Galactic Star Cruiser is not six thousand. Like that's the no. starting price. The most expensive suite, the Captain Suite or whatever they call it, is twenty thousand dollars. Oh my lord! Yeah, twenty thousand dollars. I like like I I don't even yeah wow. Yeah. Okay, I, I wouldn't go to that extreme. No, but again, if somebody wants to, more power to you. Right, right. Absolutely. There's a market for it, you know? And and what I applaud Disney on on this one is it's not a money grab. I, I, I honestly don't think it's a money grab. I think in a lot of ways they're trying to reinvent what entertainment is, which is something that Disney has always done. That's, that's what they're known for. And if this is as successful as I think it's going to be, you might see a Harry Potter one pop up. You might see uh, a Marvel one pop up, uh, an Avengers one pop up. Uh, you might see a Star Trek one pop up that's not at one of the main parks. Like these are things. The thing about these experiences is they don't have to be destination experiences at in Orlando. These things could pop up in Chicago. Suddenly, right. there, someone builds an experience. Like I mean, it's not exactly equatable, but think of like um, medieval times. For four hours, you go and you experience a, a, a live action role play experience where you're treated like a queen or king or a lord or lady or whatever, and you eat food. And the more or less you put into it, the more fun it is. Or a Renaissance fair. I got to experience my first Renaissance fair over the summer. I had a blast. Oh, I love Renaissance fairs. Right? I mean, I just, I don't know. All right. I'm with you. Bucket list. <laughs> All right. Um, as far as like, Staying at different places, I think I've hit on all of those that I had on my list. Currently. Do you have? You said you're not a boat person, so this might not be on your list. One of my bucket list items is Disney Cruise Line. I would love to, but I have an extreme phobia. Yeah, and I have full blown panic attacks, and I just am terrified that I would get on that ship and be miserable. That's fair. I, I, totally it is that. definitely something that I've always been like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that because it's, an, again, a whole other experience of Disney. Yep. But my mental state would not allow me to enjoy it, I don't believe. I need to find somebody who wants to go on a Disney cruise with me because Nate doesn't doesn't like boats. He's not, a, he's not a cruise guy. And same reason, it's just the motion sickness and the phobia. Um, honestly, though, it doesn't even have to be a Disney cruise. I know we're talking Disney bucket list items. I would love to just go on a cruise. And I know there's a new player in the market called Virgin Cruises Cruises from like Virgin Mobile or whatever they are, um, or Virgin Records. They completely reinvented what it is to be a cruise. And the reviews that are coming in are extremely positive. And it's not expensive. Like it's not, I mean, for like a five night cruise, it's like, I think $1,500 or something like that. All, all you can eat, all you can drink. Like it, it, that's pretty darn good. You know, like that, that to me, you know, obviously you got to pay for your plane ticket down there and stuff. You but... might be able to convince Lisa to go with you. She's all about cruising. All right. There you go. I just, <laughs> I just trying to find someone who, who, who wants to go and, and I can go and enjoy it with. I, I, I do want to experience it. I think Nate would like it if we could just get him on board, but I think it's just once, I think there's that panicky anxiety filledness of, of being there. So, all right. Yeah. And I don't have motion sickness. I literally, ever since I was a young kid, I literally just have a full on panic attack. It's, it's awful. I, Interesting. I've tried to work myself through it and like, go on boats. I can ride the ferry from Mackinac City to Mackinac Island, but yep. I'm very anxious that whole ride. You know, I I learned that because my dad has a similar phobia and and 
I learned it's called agoraphobia. Have you heard that term before? Agor- being agoraphobic. Agoraphobic is when you can't leave your house. No. So agoraphobic is actually being at a loss of control of your situation. Oh. So obviously not leaving your house is a version of that. But yeah, the more generic definition of agoraphobia is you are not in control or having a, a sense of a loss of control. And when I heard that, I'm like, that's my dad. My dad's like that. Like he has his own, we always joke with him. He has his own little bubble that, that he doesn't like to leave. And, you know, again, I love my dad, he, but you know, within about a hundred miles of South Lyon, Michigan, that that's about it, you know? Um, you know, and I think there's different degrees. I think in your case, you're not in control of, uh, of the boat or something. Um, yeah, obviously there's different versions. There's probably an actual true name of just the phobia of boats, but, um, but agoraphobia, I thought, wow, that's an interesting concept the fear of loss of control. Yeah. It totally is because I don't have control over the situation. I don't like other people driving me places. Yep, yep. And which amazes the, me that like you can do rides when like like attractions where you're not in control. See, I just don't think of it that way. I guess like I don't, I don't know. I don't want to don't want to spoil it for you. Let's leave it at that. Keep thinking. I'm good. I'm went. good. <laughs> Fair enough. All um, right. What else you got on your list? All right. So. Um, all of the changes that have happened at Disney World since yeah. the last time I've been there, I haven't experienced Toy Story Land. Ugh. Pandora. Wait, what? It Pandora? was not. It was being built. Wow, you're right. It was not finished the last oh. time we were there. Could see the floating mountains. Yeah, you're Could right. Could see them being you're right. I think it opened later that summer. Or the following year. Huh. Okay. Obviously, you haven't seen Galaxy's Edge. And Galaxy's Edge. No. I Or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. See, that one doesn't do much for oh, me. Oh, you'd love that one. Oh, my I God. Don't, I don't like the new Mickey and Minnie animated style. That's okay, though. You would still love I hate <laughs> the animated style, but I love that ride. It is a fun ride. It okay. really, I, I get angry every time I see the new anime. Uh, it, it's fun. It, it, it's if you just suspend it for a bit, the, like the technology they use in it is pretty cool. It's, um, it's pretty I cool. Remy's Adventure. Yep, I haven't done that one yet. Rise of the Resistance. Yep. And then the train. I have never been able to do ride the train. The Walt Disney World Railroad train, really? Never been able wow. to. Wow, it's been out for like three years. Like they, it's it's not even work. They because of the Tron like cycle run, they, they stopped it. And so I think they're just now retesting it. Like there's, there's rumors that Tron might be opening up later this year, early next year. And I think guardians of the galaxy is set to open up on, on in May, but um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You have missed a lot. You got to get back out there, girl. There's so much, there's just so much new things that I need to go experience. Yeah. And I mean, there were things that I never got to do when we were there. Like, um, was it the Winnie the Pooh ride mm-hmm. that used to be Mr. Toad? Mm-hmm. I've never done that. Yeah, it's almost like one of the days that you go, you want to go to be like, okay, I'm going to go do all the minor stuff. Like, yeah. like, I don't care if I get the bigger stuff today. I'm going to go do all the minor stuff. I'm going to do the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I'm going to go do the Little Mermaid. I'm going to go do the Dumbo Elephants. I'm going to go do the Magic Carpets. You know, like all the the little tiny stuff. Just to say you did it, I yeah. think, it is, is huge, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is, I mean, all the changes from the last five years, even just like yep. there's so much and then the new stuff still coming. Yeah. It's I, I am really excited for Tron. I am too. <laughs> I am too. I just hope 
I say this as a bigger person because yeah. I think I shared this in the, in the episode when I was in Disney World. So I was so excited. I bought a Lightning Lane for Pandora Flight of Passage. I've never had a problem with any ride at Walt Disney World except for Pandora Flight of Passage. I bought the Lightning Lane and because and it's not even my stomach. I, yeah, I have a stomach, but it's my legs. My legs are so thick. They, I couldn't I couldn't write it. I, I had to get a refund for that. And A, it's embarrassing. And and so I implore Disney, like, Disney, come on. You have been able to, up till this point, build every attraction for almost every body type out there to be able to ride. In fact, I'm a tall guy. I'm a big guy. I've been able to ride every attraction. This was the first time ever that I was not able to ride Pandora. And it's not because I weighed anymore, because I actually weigh less than the last time I was there. It just, in that case, the cast member wasn't able to make it work, but it shouldn't be that hard to make it work. So right. I'm praying that Tron Light Cycle Run isn't that kind of experience because that's why I don't go to Universal. I would love to go to Universal, but I can't ride half the rides. Universal is a very discouraging park for a, a thicker person. Yeah, for, um, a, for a plus size person or for, you know, it just, it's just. Lisa and I took the kids there when we took the trip um, mm -hmm. back in 2015. And per sole purpose of going was Harry Potter. Yep. Lisa and I told the kids, this is our day. <laughs> you are just here for us. <laughs> we are going to Harry Potter and you will enjoy it. <laughs> Everything else we did was catered around them. And yep. that was the one thing we did. And I only got to ride one ride. Yeah. Which one was it? Um, Gringotts? I think it was Gringotts. Yeah. Because the other one, the one we actually go through Hogwarts, that because they put the, they have the test seat outside there and first of all it's embarrassing to do that in front of other oh, people i hate that like 100%. i love that you have it out there but put it off the beaten path a little bit like why do you have it in the middle of everything and then you're trying to put it on and there's just that sinking feeling like well crap like come on i was able to ride that one time the last the last time i was there i was not able to do it i never rode green gods i i, I won't go back to universal because they don't their rides are not big people friendly no, I literally went just because I wanted to immerse myself in Harry Potter. Yeah, which and I love awesome. the other part. Oh of yeah, it. absolutely. But the but it wasn't a very expensive walk around. Which is to see things. Me. Yeah, I agree. You can do. You can point of view it through YouTube if you really wanted to do that. You know, I just. But so that's that's my like imploration to Disney. Like, please don't start making these rides because if you really think about it. Um, well, I'll take that back because making 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 Minnie's Runaway Railroad's good. Millennium Falcon, anybody can get on it. Rise of Resistance, no issues whatsoever. The next two rides, I am worried about because they're both one's a roller coaster, and it's going to have a lot of upside down stuff. And the other one is also a roller coaster, which is the Light Cycle. Um, I know I rode Rock and Roller Coaster one time, and I never had any issues with it. Were you able to do Rock and Roller Coaster? I have never done it, and I was too apprehensive to try. Apprehensive due, because due to my size. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I don't I don't know if Rock and Roller Coaster. I don't know. That's one I'm not entirely sure about. Um, I don't even know if they have a, a a a test out there for you to try or not. But I just I hope that Light Cycle Run. And, um, and, and and guardians are 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 plus people friendly. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> you know. What so. do we? What do they call it? Poo size friendly. Poo size. Yes. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh wanted to ride this ride, 
you know, so. Um, okay. Other, other, any other bucket list items on your list? I have a couple. All right. Um, let me, let's shoot through them real quick here. So a couple dining things that I would love to be able to do. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it's not going on right now, but the dine with an Imagineer oh, experience. Yes. And it's not that expensive either. It's like what? 200 bucks maybe. You know, I couldn't find any pricing because it's currently not available. I want to say it's like 200 bucks. That includes your tip and everything. Like, totally worth it. 100%. And you're getting, was it lunch? At, was it Brown Derby? Brown Derby. It's Brown and Derby. that's an amazing restaurant. I've never been. I've never been, but I know it's good. And I would love to be able to sit down for two hours with an Imagineer and just pick their brain. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a chance to meet a couple of Imagineers, not always the most friendly people. Sometimes they are, but the one I met was not. Um, I would like to meet one that I could have a conversation with. So, right. yes. Um, afternoon tea in the Garden View Tea Room at the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Okay. That's the one with Alice, isn't it? Um, actually, I don't know if there's characters in that one. I think it's Alice just an afternoon. There is one with princesses, but okay. there's also just a play, like a traditional british tea in okay. the tea room okay and my obsession with tea parties in alice is just mm-hmm. pushing me to that experience Maybe that's what i'm thinking of like, <laughs> yeah okay all right um you know 40th birthday tea party that yep. i had because <laughs> which looked awesome um, by the way food and wine i've not gone to food and wine i've gone to the flower and garden but not food and wine food and wine's fun um if you listen to my episode when i was down there in november just don't go on a weekend yeah, right. Go during the week. My Saturday night at seven o'clock experience during food and wine was the worst experience ever. I smelled drunk people, oh. like drunk people, drunk people everywhere. <laughs> the number of, of um, bridal parties or bachelorette parties was just insane. Go during the week. Uh, don't even go like at night. Like go like go during the day or go go early afternoon. If you're gonna go at night, like. Like, go before the 7 o'clock crowd. Like, I'd say, like, that 4 to 7 crowd would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is fun. Um, Flower and Garden, I think, is just a prettier version of food and wine in a lot of ways. You know, I know we had, like, the sampling of different extra things when we were there for Flower and Garden, which was awesome. Um, I just kind of want to say I went to food and wine, too. Yeah, I can say <laughs> that I've been to Fest of the Arts, food and wine, and Flower and Garden. I have not been to festival of the holidays i think it's called i think it's the only one i've not been to Mm. um and then kind of experiences in the park well now that they have the build a droid i would love to do that droid okay lightsaber (laughs) Um, too i have my old lightsaber which isn't as sophisticated as the new ones okay i so i don't know the droid is more on the top of my list lightsaber would definitely be something but if i had to pick it'd be the droid interesting okay all right all right um and then getting a silhouette portrait oh yeah i don't know why we've never done that like (laughs) why why have we not done that on main street usa (laughs) that would be cool one of my bucket list items on main street usa i did my when i did my solo trip is i got my haircut cut on main street yeah i remember that shop that was so cool like i was like i gotta get a haircut i'm just gonna do it on main street yeah and you know what it was like 25 bucks which frankly is what i pay for a haircut right now with tip so yeah. like that wasn't that wasn't bad. So I, I I got my hair cut. Um, one of my other bucket lists was to do a dessert party, which I did when I was on Main Street. That was fun. I, too. I would love to do that too. Yeah, a dessert party would be good. I would like to do one of those specialized fireworks shows. The um, pirate cruise. Yeah, well, uh, the, the yeah the one where you're out there on the Seven Seas Lagoon and you can watch. Yep. You can rent the boat, and if you can have up to ten people or whatever, would love to do that. 
Um, I think I've said on the pod before, I would love to do a VIP tour, you know, mm-hmm. spend the, I don't know, was it $5,000 and now up to six people or whatever. That would be really cool. And you can get to go on wherever you want for a whole day, go wherever you want for a whole day. I'd be up for that. For sure. Um, anything else? I have a couple that are outside of the parks. Okay. So I would love to do a D23 Expo. Yes. I wanted to do it this year. I just didn't get to it in time. Um, <laughs> You're a D23 member now, right? I am. Did you get your kit this year? Not yet. No. My, my stuff just renewed, though. Oh. So you know what? The night, which, what, what was the one you had last year? The lunchbox. Oh. Okay, so that's the one I got. Okay, then you're going to get the new kit before I get it because mine renews in September. So you're talking the the this guy here, right? Yep. Okay, so this was the D23 Walt Disney World. I don't even know what the new one is for this year. No, I, I have no idea. I haven't I'm even not looked. Sure. Huh. All right. Cool beans. And then um, I want to go and visit um, Marceline. And yeah. the and the Walt Disney Family Museum, which that's in California, I think is in California. Yep. And then there's also Walt's Birth House, which is here in Chicago, but it suffered. They were they were renovating it, but it suffered a fire, oh. so they got a huge setback there. But once that opens back up, I want to go check that out. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Hmm. That was all I could come up with in the 24 hours that I had. <laughs> that, that that that's quite a list to be honest with you i mean that, that that is that is awesome i guess like some other ones that are on my list which i think are a little bit less attainable but like i would love to see the utilidors but i guess you could get that with the keys of the kingdom tour so like that's that's one there um when it comes to walt disney world there's not much that i haven't done i would like to do a balloon ride in that characters of flight balloon at disney springs yeah I would love to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I finally got a chance to spend a lot of time at Disney Springs. So that that got crossed off my list. And I realized that it's actually a lot cooler than I gave it credit for before this last November. Like, I used to stay away from it. Like, why would I go to just this big outdoor shopping mall kind of thing? But it's actually a lot of fun um, when you're like, need a taste of Disney without being in Disney. That, that That's a, that's a, about being in the parks. That's a good one to be at. Um, so you should add to your bucket list. Get a cookie from Gideon's Bakehouse in Disney Springs. Have you heard about this? No. It's a new bakehouse that opened up in 2021 or 2020. They've only got two locations, one in Disney Springs and one like a couple of miles away off property. Usually the line to get into this bakehouse is two or three hours long. And it's a virtual queue. What? And these cookies are massive. Like they are massive. Um, I got the chocolate chip one and I got the cookies and cream one, which I know sounds a little like, like redundant, but it just imagine a cookie that's probably seven inches in diameter or so, you know, this thick, probably an inch and a half, two inches thick, um, loaded with Oreos and cookies and cream and there, I'm a cookie snob, Amy. I really <laughs> and, and being a diabetic now, I have to be very careful about my sugar intake. I will tell you, these are by far the best cookies I have ever tasted in my life. Oh, okay. I, I, I cannot, I can't explain. They're freshly made that day. They're huge. You know, it's five, six bucks for a cookie or whatever, which, you know, you think is a lot of money, but they're huge. Like these things, you can split them into eight and, st- and have a piece, like eight pieces, and there's still enough to fill you up. That's how big these things are. Wow. Um, totally recommend Gideon's Bakehouse. You definitely got to check them out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to 
probably the next time I go will eventually be with you anyway, so. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. It'll probably be the two of us or the four of us or whatever, so. Although the but, kids have um, been bugging me and Lisa a lot. You know, even though that trip, older now. When, they were, when they were younger, they still both have memories from it. Yeah, and yeah. And they'll bring it up was, and they'll be uh, like. How old was Reagan? Um, well, she's. That was 2015, so she, that'd be seven years ago. Uh, she was like six. Okay. And Landon would have been like 10-ish? He's 15. Okay, so he would have been eight then. Okay. Yeah, th- that would have been a good age for them. But you're right now, as teenagers or pre-teenagers, like it, it, as long as they're into it a little bit, they might actually enjoy it, you know? Oh, no, they're, they're very, when are we going? When are you guys taking us again? When are we going to go back to Disney? You guys need, we need to go to Disney. It, it, Landon also would, I mean, Universal's definitely more. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure he's like into the Cedar Point thing at this point, so. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's just, but they still bring it up. Yeah, Amy, when are we going back to Disney? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, I don't know about you, but this, this was a very, like, therapeutic uh very therapeutic um uh episode for me um you know when you're missing the parks it's one of the best things you can do is talk about the parks or watch a ride walk through or a main street walk through i don't know about you guys but i love those 4k point of view videos where you're just walking into the park and it watching me like not even the ride walkthroughs it's like that you're 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 walking down main street you got the music going i um I don't know. I have a whole like playlist of YouTube soundtracks that I listen to in the background when I'm at work. So like, this was a very therapeutic episode for me. How about you, Amy? Yeah. I mean, just looking up a few things. Cause I Googled some Disney bucket lists and to see what other people kind of had on their list to see if it matched up with mine and just going through and looking on the websites and just kind of brought, you know, that sense of, you know, maybe. Yeah, it's just the magic. Just even looking at it was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't know about you, but every once in a while I'll download the uh, My Disney Experience app and just play around in there and look at the wait times and, <laughs> you know, and see what's going on. Like right now I've got the Disneyland app on my phone because I can look at my upcoming trip there. And and I think one of the things I'm really excited about Disneyland is that um, uh, it, it, a lot of people don't realize it has the same number of attractions at Walt Disney World just in two parks versus four so they're not as spread out so I'm going to get the same amount of entertainment in a much more like low-key park like everyone's like it's it's completely different in that it's it's not rush 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 people are laid back it's a lot calmer so I'm kind of looking forward to that a little bit because I think like the, the the true Disney fans understand that where like just the tourists go to Disney World because it's the thing to do right um, so yeah, I, I've been playing around with the Disneyland. I am excited to hear all about it and well, you know, learn, learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd take you out there and show you around like it did. If this ends up, I'm hoping that Disney World brings back the um, the uh, the annual passes. They took them away for a little bit, but in the event that they don't, I might end up saying, "All right, if I like Disneyland a lot, maybe I end up investing in a Disneyland annual pass instead." And, you know, if I can get cheap tickets out there in a cheap hotel and can go, you know, once a quarter or once every other month or something like that for a weekend trip, why not? You know, like right. just to get my my taste of Disney. So before we go, um, real quick, I just want to call out, um, we didn't really talk about this um, last week on the episode, but I do want to bring it up. Um, and 
this is going to get political for a second, folks. So if you don't want to hear it, you can turn off the episode now. But I, I got to say, um, I, I'm while it is absolutely a forced apology, um, I do want to, with as how hard as we've been on Bob Chapik in past episodes, I do want to say um, thank you, Disney, for doing the right thing uh, with what's going on in Florida right now. Um, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, um, the Florida legislature and um, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, uh, passed a bill in Florida that is known as the, or passed a law in Florida that is known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Well, as somebody, and as this podcast is based in Disney, I'm going to say it, gay. <laughs> and um, it basically more or less prevents teachers, administrators, uh, public school personnel in uh, ages K through third grade, but the way it's written actually could uh, be everything up through 12th grade from discussing anything having to do with sexual orientation, transgender issues, um, sexual identity, for anything that they call not age appropriate, but they leave it very broad. Basically, can't say the word gay. There have been massive walkouts, demonstrations across the, um, the spectrum in, in Florida. Despite all that, it's still passed. Well, the reason why this is related to a Disney podcast is because there was massive pressure on Disney to stop funding, to stop giving to these political legislatures um, uh, and political um, uh, representatives in Florida who voted yes on this bill. Well, Disney last week came out with a statement that said, oh, well, what's happening in, in Florida is, you know, horrible. The best way that we can affect change is to produce content that represents diversity. It was some kind of bullcrap statement, right? Well, Disney fandom, you guys did exactly what I would expect Disney fandom to do. You guys had this huge outcry. Disney cast members, you had a huge outcry. It worked. The pressure worked. And, and Bob Chapek yesterday, and thanks to my friend Joe Amadeo, he sent this article to me. Bob Chapek yesterday or the day before um, released a, a, a statement to the, all, the entire Disney organization saying, I failed. I didn't listen. This is a lot worse than it should have been. We will no longer fund these representatives. Uh, so, yes, while it was very much a forced apology and probably something that he had an investment sheet and in his sheet and ROI and tried to figure all that stuff out, he did the right thing. And Disney did the right thing because at the end of the day, our trans brothers and sisters are brothers and sisters, our gay brothers and sisters are brothers and sisters. And nobody, nobody should be made to feel like because of who they are, they're not welcome. You want to say anything on that? I'm going to tear up here. <laughs> I, um, I just completely agree with you. I was actually having a conversation with my grandma this morning about it, and I was so angry talking to her about it because I have a nibbling, and my nibbling is non-binary. And if nobody knows what nibbling is, it's a person who would usually be a niece or nephew, and it is a um, non-gender term for a niece or nephew. And I have you, who I love dearly, and Nate, who I love dearly, and people in my life who this could affect. And those children don't need that type of isolation and exclusion. It's hard enough to, to grow up being a kid right now. It's hard enough to grow up <laughs> being a kid anytime. But the world is so crazy right now with COVID and restrictions and the fear of death and gun violence in Ukraine and Russia, 
now you're saying, hey, you're not comfortable in your own skin, but you're not allowed to talk about it with your teacher or your classmates without fear of being expelled. Like, what is that? Like, Or I can't talk about my parents because they're um, yes. same sex. Or, or my uncles or my aunts or anybody in my family. Like, it's not just those kids who identify to one of those. It's the kids whose family identifies as that. And they just isolating that discussion you're not talking to K three kids about their personal sexuality. You're using a book that Jane has two moms, but now they can't do one that. Of the most, <laughs> one of the most ludicrous parts about this law that I didn't even know until I heard someone talking about it yesterday is that if a student chooses to identify with a gender other than the one that they were assigned at birth, so in your case, you're, you're, you're nibbling, the teacher is required to tell their parents about it. What? What about if their parents aren't accepting? What kind of dangerous environment does that create at home? Like, what are, what are you talking about? So anyway, without going too far down the rabbit hole, I just... Yeah. Thank you, Disney, for doing the right thing. Thank you, cast members, and to guests, into the Disney community for putting the pressure on Disney. This goes back to the same conversation that Matt and I had after Encanto, and we've had about the LGBTQ community in Disney for several different conversations. Disney, you got to be on the forefront of this. You got to stop. You got to stop following. You got to lead. You are a multinational, international, one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the biggest. We're getting there close you have a responsibility to lead on this issue so this is a good first step but the next thing is all right what do you do now how do you lean on these governments to avoid this stuff from happening in the future so thank you disney for doing that i just wanted to bring that up before we we end today's show well fairy pod mother thank you for being on the show with us today it was a great show um uh, I don't even know how many episodes you've been on, but this is awesome. I, I, I was thinking about this as we were talking. This was kind of like one of our phone conversations. We just recorded it, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. All right. Um, it is closing time. If you would like to get a hold of us, we mentioned this earlier at the top of the show. SorcererNetwork.com has all of our podcasts listed in categorical order. So if you want to take a look at all our movie reviews, Diz Game Trivia, MCU, uh, uh, Infinity Saga series, Star Wars, anything like that, they're all there for you. SorcererNetwork.com. Find us on Facebook at Beers and Ears Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. You can also email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Check out Matt's other podcast, his uh, what I like to call Mistress Podcast, is on display. Also available at sorcererdumber.com. All right, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We will see you again real soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast. 